You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. See, I switched up our environment today. We are not in the gym. We are out by the smoker. I got uh, three racks of ribs sitting on there, some pork ribs today, and I figure we'll switch it up a little bit. Hopefully, this goes smoothly. First time doing bench talk live out here. Probably have a little background noise, but let me know, guys, if it's too much. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. Might have some problems reading some questions What's up, my friend? Thank you, everyone, joining in. Bench Talk Live. Uh, I'm pumped to get into it. I got some great questions from uh, Instagram the other day that we're going to get into. And uh, let's get this let's get this show on the road. All right? I'm going to jump into some cues. Drop your cues below. Bench Talk Live, out by the smoker today. See, I got some pork spare ribs in there going right now uh, Costco did not have a brisket the other day so uh, I'm out of luck for that uh, let's get some questions coming in I'm going to answer one now from at the hybrid hillbilly that's Matt he's always dropping some great questions here in bench talk live and uh, his question do you squeeze your triceps with close grip bench and you know from the surface this question might seem like a very obvious answer of course i squeeze my triceps you know <laughs> close grip benches and majority triceps but um you know i'm sure what um matt is is digging at here is what's like that technical focus what do you kind of put your mind into the what kind of uh, mind muscle connection type deal are you going for here you know you got to think a little bit deeper on this question so uh, i think this was a, a really underrated question here uh and what i do when i when i talk close grip benching all right with a close grip bench typically you know i'm gonna have two different styles that i'm gonna use with a a close grip bench i'm either going to uh, i'm going to either do higher reps and focus on that tricep squeeze focus on almost pressing away from myself all right that is going to put a huge emphasis on your triceps and yes that is when i really focus on that tricep squeeze getting the squeeze at the top with the triceps um you know almost like you're pressing away from yourself like i said so you're not coming back into groove if i'm going to go heavy with a close grip and treat it like a max effort move or something i'm really trying to push weight on then i'm going to treat it like my normal bench press i'm going to try to stay in a groove that puts me back Uh, You know, I'm going to try to maximize my leverage to lift the most weight. But if I'm doing a higher rep variation, sometimes off of boards too, I'm going to focus on just using my triceps, right? And really trying to press away, almost like like you'd get a skull crusher. I'm going to try to do that on the close grip bench. I'm going to be close enough where I can kind of just dig my tricep into my lat here. And then I can just squeeze the elbow through, all right? Matt says, yeah, I was thinking about that at the top, getting that extra squeeze at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the thing is, you probably won't get that as much if you are trying to to maximize how much weight you can lift. And doing it this way is going to sacrifice some poundage, 
because it's not super mechanically efficient. You're actually putting yourself more at a disadvantage. It's like a skull crusher. I mean, you're obviously not going to bench as much as you're going to skull crush. You know what I'm saying? Or um, you're not going to skull crush as much as you're going to bench. But um, you're going to get a much higher degree of activity in the triceps. So uh, treating your close grip bench with more emphasis on the triceps, getting that push away, getting that extra squeeze at the end. Uh, yeah, great great way to put that emphasis on your triceps and you're not not uh, miss that through just your standard bench pressing you know what I'm saying that was a great question Matt um, I know what you're getting at I know what you're getting at uh, but I'm sure most would kind of look at that and be like of course you use your triceps but it goes a little deeper than that as when you're in a mechanically efficient position I you're just trying to maximize your leverages at that point and you have more or less emphasis on the triceps don't matter uh all right guys sip of coffee for the work of man this is actually espresso <clears throat> can't even explain the aromas coming in here from the pit boss this is a pit boss pro series 1100 got from Lowe's. oh boy you smell those pork spare ribbies going Mm-mm-mm. they're gonna be good i base one with some mustard um then i put on a um some uh, Cosmos Q's Killer Honey uh, uh, Honey Chipotle Killer Bee Rub. Give it a little kick. Uh, I also going to put the sauce on that one. It's a Carolina mustard sauce. And then on the other two, I use the layering of this man- mango um, or Mandarin Habanero dry rub for the base. And then I put a bunch of Texas rub from Cosmos Q on the top. Going to be great. Going to be great. Alright guys, let's see. What do we got coming in here from Instagram? Now, Instagram ones are a little bit hard for me to read here. So we're jumping in and out. Logan Barbell PR'd my comp bench by 9.5 pounds last Wednesday. That's awesome, my friend. Love hearing PRs. Love hearing about PRs. How important are shoulders in the bench press? Well, pretty dang important. Just like we're talking any muscle group they all play a role uh it can certainly be a weak point especially if you have a bad overhead press in relation to your bench press i mean definitely something you're gonna want to get up i say shoulders matter a lot more for a raw bencher and i gave this example the other week where my shoulders still been really bad i can't do any raw benching really right now Uh, i certainly can't go heavy as it'll it'll destroy it that'll feel bad the next day and it hurts in the moment too but uh, in my shirt of bench, I mean, I took 750 the other week, and you know, I didn't really have to think about my shoulder once. You know, so I felt good and, and comforted there because the tension of the shirt really takes up uh, a lot of that stability that would normally have to be created through the shoulders. So uh, definitely, as a raw lifter, there's a lot more to be said for shoulder strength. But if you're a shirt of bencher, uh, I would focus mostly on back strength and tricep strength. Our raw lifters get more shoulder work. But uh, our shirt adventures definitely just getting primarily mostly back work, tricep work. Big Nate Husky, what's going on, my friend? What are your thoughts on slightly uneven grip on bench? For example, ring on ring finger on ring on right side, and middle finger on ring on left side. I've seen schools of thought for and against. Uh, so that actually jumps into a great question we had from DFAM017, how to fix uneven press. And that would be one of the strategies, all right? Uh, first, I, I try to analyze why you might be getting an uneven press, what's going on 
um, in that respect. Is it something more like you just have to focus on proper back activation and pressing at the same time with a wide, wide grip? That is going to be uh, something that we usually take care of because with a wide, wide grip, if one side fires a little sooner than the other, you're often going to come up uneven a little bit on one side versus the other. Okay. So it could just be a matter of that, and then the, the school correction on that would just be to have a, a better connection with your mind pressing at the same time and working on that. And sometimes that'll take care of it. Uh, other times, maybe it's a restriction where you can't retract as good on your right side. Um, you know, maybe, usually that's the case. Maybe you're, maybe you're uh, a little bit tighter somewhere in that, that shoulder joint there. Uh, on one side versus the other and it's very limiting in your ability to retract or you're doing it uh, efficient on one side not on the other kind of deal and uh, with that you want to have an idea how to correct that you know what to work on to correct that but in the moment switching the grip up a bit will help even that out because essentially you got one arm that's staying long one arm that's retracted back okay uh, being able to switch your grips like that, like Big Nate Husky's talking about, that's definitely going to help put you uh, in a, a more even position, which I say is valuable in the moment. But you want to know what to correct to get the effect you're looking for. You see that smoke coming out of the pit, boss. Mm. Smells great when those pellets hit. I got a, a blend of cherry pellets with, uh, with uh, the whiskey, whiskey pellets there, whiskey barrel pellets. Alright guys, uh, so hopefully that helps you out, Big Nate Husky. Um, but I'm definitely for potentially moving one side out a little bit. Uh, as long as you're still within the standards of competition, you don't want to go wider and index on the on the ring. Still need a finger touching. But uh, I think this was something that uh, Jen Thompson posted about not too long ago. Now, I don't know if she just has anatomically has a longer arm or something. Uh, but that can certainly happen to people, especially with surgery. Uh, some people can't really lock out on a uh, arm that they had surgery on, uh, a bicep tendon surgery or something. They end up shortened and, and usually have to tell the judges that they can't fully lock out. Uh, in that scenario, it, it would help them to uh, to take the grip out a little more. I had a lifter; he had uh, uh, issue locking out on one side, and we just switched his deadlift up because. Uh, his deadlift with this, the grip the same on both sides, one side was coming up before the other. And then we just made the switch to take the other side out a little bit, and then it was smooth after that. So it would be the same type of correction here for the bench press. Let's see, what do we got coming in here? Stefan, we got a lot coming in. Thoughts on banded tricep pushdown daily to failure for lagging triceps. I'm totally cool with throwing in more tricep training in general whether that's a, a banded push down or um you know doing something else i the isolation type moves back work posterior chain work glutes hamstrings those are things that you never hear those really getting overtrained per se those are all things that are usually weak areas um the isolation where we did a thing with our team like a couple months back where we train arms every single day for the entire month and people got amazing results you know i didn't hear anyone really complain about having a huge sacrifice on their lifts during that time um you know probably come into some sessions pre-fatigued but you know it's uh it's much more of a benefit i'd say to uh 
to hit those movements. So I would definitely, if you're if you're really lagging in the triceps, you want to get your arm strength up, hit it every day. Hit it every day. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, what do we got, Stefan? Great channel. Love your content. Hitting like all and all vids. I uh, appreciate that, my friend. Appreciate that. Appreciate everyone joining us live here. See some fresh pellets hitting the smoker right now. Let's see what else we got coming in from the Instagram. Yeah, no problem, Big Neat Husky. I appreciate you following us. Um, the Hedu Johodu. I apologize if I say that wrong again. As a bencher, is there any point in doing the squats or is it just a waste of time? So, with squats, if you're bench only, your squats very very small role i mean leg drive obviously very important so you want to have strong conditioned legs i'd say even more importantly is the conditioning of your legs because you can really fatigue quick if you're putting max effort force into your your rep work um so if you were just strictly don't if you're just benching and you don't want to really pursue training on the squat and the deadlift what i would say is do more higher rep work than anything you know you're going to want to venture into the strength reps every now and then um you know obviously getting the strength that was very important too for hypertrophy work and getting the reps up but you're going to want to stay mostly higher reps build that endurance cut down on rest periods and uh, i would train some leg movements yeah you know, maybe it's not a squat maybe it's a variation maybe you do some bulgarian split squats maybe you uh, you switch it up. Maybe do some goblet squats with a, a heel elevated. You know, it's you can really break it down however you want. Whatever squat movements you like. You want to do a lot of sled pulls. You can do a lot of sled pulls. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have to uh, be a specific. Hey, you need to do. All right, we are out. We are out on Instagram, guys. Overheated. All right, we'll keep the show rolling. We'll keep the show rolling. That's unfortunate. That didn't take very long, did it? All right, well, hey, the phone's still kicking here, and we got a show to do. So we're going to keep it rolling. Um, this phone, I'm surprised this phone didn't overheat. The damn iPad already conked out. Maybe it's Android versus Apple. I got a Galaxy 10, or Galaxy... Um, no eight actually right here i gotta upgrade soon but maybe android's the winner they can take the heat apple had to get out of the kitchen right uh what do we got here alexander perez how it going my friend uh hey coach those banded lap poles are awesome very happy you put those in my programming yeah the i think you're speaking on the lying lap pullover hold there and that that's a really tough one um that's great for um, learning that stability through your back versus anything and uh, developing strength there because it's one thing to also know what to do and then another thing to have the work capacity to do it for a prolonged period of time while you're benching. You think about how your back works during the bench press. Uh, it's going to be more of a static hold type position which is why I like to do a lot of holding patterns, especially um, leading up to a max or a meet. Going to be a lot more holds in there because I want to work the back very specific to how it's going to be used. Build the back strength, uh, work capacity, 
hypertrophy, all that early on. And then let's get very specific with training our back how it needs to be for game day. So I'm glad you like this. I'm glad you're finding a benefit out of them. Matt, do you use the same bench setup when doing accessory work such as close grip, wide grip? Yeah, that was the other question you had. I had that down here. That's another great one. Um, do I use the same setup for different bench work? And he was uh, explaining wide and close grip. So um, it's not really grip dependent. So I would, might or might not use the same setup for a closer wide grip. That's not really what's determining me um, doing a, uh, a different setup. Usually what's determining me doing a different setup is going to be if I'm doing um, feet up work or, you know, really what the goal is, um, you know, feet up, wide grip work, you know, because if I did wide grip work with a big arch, um, then I'm not going to move much. Alright, so usually it's more of um, just how I'm trying to control the range of motion. So, majority of my training, especially off-season after a meet, is going to be a lot of feet up, closer grip stuff, uh, much lighter arch, what we're getting at, a much lighter arch. Um, so, I don't always do a big competition arch. Uh, I try to spend a lot of time feet up, and that's helped me tremendously. I've seen it help a lot of our athletes tremendously, Adam Bell being one of them. You know, he really benefits from the feet-up stuff because he's so proficient at his arch and his technique that goes into his arch and his positioning that he, too, gets so much out of that that when you take it away, he's forced to build that raw strength. And then it's a nice transition when he can go back into his arching and, and all that. So um, that's uh, that's when I would make the the change on the setup but in terms of it was the same kind of goal i'm working maybe doing a five or a max or something close grip or wide grip you know it's still going to be a comp setup so it's really what the goal is that determines uh the amount of setup per se uh not necessarily if i'm going close or wide hope that answers that though all right and then we also had at sir bench a lot that's tony carlino he is a big bencher himself. He has a 905-pound bench. I believe this is his recorded competition bench, and he is shooting for 1,000. And he said, give me a bigger bigger arch in two weeks. And I assume that he means he has a meet coming up in two weeks, and uh, he is looking for an arch advantage. But hey, bud, I can't give you a bigger arch, but I'm sure after this meet, you'll definitely be able to work on it. We had a great video um, about how to increase your arch, different T-spine mobility things you can do, and um, just prioritizing the setup and things like that. Everything to maximize your arch. And that was a recent video on YouTube, so you guys can check that out if you're interested in learning more about how to do the setup and arch. Um, but I'm sure he's going to kill it as me. He's been crushing 1,000-pound benches left and right. And, um, you know, it's always a really good sign. I think he took it to a half board, 1,000 pounds. It's always a really good sign when... Uh, you know, you're getting that weight in your hand so frequently, you know, and that's, that's never been my style of training. My style of training, you see a lot of these guys, they're handling like thousands of pounds to go to competition, hitting 900, 800, 900, slowly progressing up there, but they're holding way more weight in training. I've always been 
Um, the opposite of that, for myself at least, uh, is that my training is mostly sub-max work. I mean, I remember going to hit the 820. Uh, the most, I took over 700 pounds at tops two times in the last 16, 12 weeks or so. Um, 700, I think, in one one go, and then I threw the shirt on and um, had this big comp uh, session, had everyone over, was growing up burgers and stuff, and um, I, I smoked 700, felt like I could have done 11 reps, and then I smoked 750, 800 felt light. It was only the third time I've had 800 in my hands light to the boards. Uh, going to the meet, best meet I've had, seven. I went 750, 800, 820, and felt like I crushed them all. Um, so I've always been kind of the opposite there. I've, you know, I haven't had these big, big weights in my hands. Most I've had in my hands is, is uh, about 920 pounds, 900-something pounds like that um, with a lot of chain, a lot of chain weight. Actually, that day I added about 80 more pounds of chain than I was supposed to have. Um, but, you know, took it for a ride. I almost felt I was going to black out once I get that weight out, and I was wondering why it was so damn heavy. And then I realized I effed up my chain math. Um, so yeah, I've always been, I'll go into the meet and I'll hit my biggest numbers. I never usually hit big numbers in training. Maybe I gotta start doing that more. Um, what we got here? Trying to see with the sun. I think next time we're staying in the gym, guys, it's hard to see. No cue for lat tightness works for me and my shoulder is taking all the tension. Um, so Jeff, if you're having a hard time there with the, uh, the back tightness, lat tightness, um, I'm sure you can develop it. It's just you might need to hear the right thing or you might just need to be shown the, the, the right hands-on way. You know, you're probably watching videos. You're probably frustrated because you, you know what's going on. You're just not able to replicate it yet, um, which I totally understand. And, and sometimes things come to us a little bit harder than others. And it just may be one of those things where nothing's really clicking yet. But perhaps if you were shown a different way, um, in person or something that it might start to click you know if no cues working for you there's no great thing that I can tell you there um, other than build your back up as well because when you're stronger via your back uh, you can utilize it more effectively so that was something you just heard the story I was talking about I went from 730 bench to 820 bench in 90 uh, or in um, does a 90 pound gain in uh, five months and it was because I always used my back well, but I wasn't strong enough. I did not have a strong enough upper back. When I developed that upper back strength, that back strength in general, I could hold that weight so much more efficiently. And uh, that was a missing link. So it might just be that your missing link is you have to build up your upper back more. Um, and it may not be with close grip type movements. It may be that you want to do, like what I was doing, a lot of metal rows, a lot of dumbbell out. Uh, elbow out metal rows um, a lot of like uh, band uh, chest supported high high rows high poles upright rows trap work all that stuff that might be the missing link for you my friend also your channel is so good bro I love your vids I really appreciate that my friend uh, hopefully something clicks for you I mean, I have a, a playlist. I don't know if you checked out the playlist. It's all about back tightness. I think I got the most vids in that. It's about 22 different vids in that playlist. 
uh, all our best stuff on, on crate and lat tightness. So something hopefully will click for you in there. But just keep grinding, my friend. I know sometimes it's, uh, it gets frustrating. You can't put these things together. But, um, you know, keep grinding along. It'll come along. And usually back strength will certainly help. All right, guys. So, hey, our Instagram conked out here. Uh, guess it got too hot. Decided to stick. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's that Apple products for you guys. That's that Apple products. <laughs> All right. Anyone with an iPhone, you guys switch over, guys. Matt says, what do you think about Josh Bryan's methods and thoughts on benching? Um, well, I've never had him as a coach. Uh, I don't know exactly what you would be encountering working with him. I know he's big on doing dead presses. He uh, is big on uh compensatory acceleration training that's the term i took from him uh, i actually went to one of his uh seminars with the late great fred hatfield i'm really glad that i was able to get down there for that before uh you know fred hatfield passed away he's definitely a legend first man to squat a thousand and uh, josh bryant did his presentation mostly on strongman training um using strongman training but he uh obviously he's one of the more well-known he's probably the top guy for bench pressing hands down and uh you know his content's definitely incredible and i know he's big on dead pressing uh, compensatory acceleration training also took um incline benching with a close grip going partial range like a spoto press from him but i don't know exactly uh his programming methods per se so i can't really comment on that but i've certainly learned a ton from him continue to watch his videos and and apply a lot of the concepts he talks about um but you know obviously speaks for himself the ones uh, the guys that he works with uh, unbelievable strength on the bench um you know and it's it's one of those things too when you're the top guy all the freaks want to come to you so you know getting uh getting all the best people and uh just continue to make them stronger so that's an impressive thing too so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, all I got to comment on uh, his stuff. Unless there's a specific program I could take a look at and uh, decipher for you guys. But anyways, got some more questions coming in, or, or we are going to be shutting down. I gotta check out these ribbies. I gotta spritz them up a little bit. They've been on there about probably two hours now two hours i think i'm gonna go three hours on them wrap them up throw them on another hour maybe i gotta sauce up the ones on the left um but they're gonna come out good guys they're gonna come out great you can follow me at big ben's backyard barbecue he seems to really like to do a lot more peck work hey well you know what the thing is if you're a bigger person you're gonna bench more and hypertrophy work and accessories highly underrated in, in my view um, highly underrated just being a bigger stronger person I mean if you are if you look at a bodybuilder their potential to lift a shit ton on the bench is disproportionately higher than a little person benches for big people and you don't have to be a monster guy to bench big. I mean, you can max out. You want to just max out the, the muscle you have and the weight class you have. Uh, another reason why I'm cutting down, just 
I, I want to max out more of my weight class. You know what I mean? You'd be more competitive that way. Um, so hypertrophy training accessories, I think where most people stall out, I usually ask them. You know, they've been stalled on the bench. I ask them, what are they doing? A lot of uh, bench answers, a lot of different, I'm doing this bench here, I'm doing this bench on a second day. But accessories come around, and they're pretty non-existent. And if you're not getting accessory work in, you're not getting work in to build yourself up bigger, stronger, do that rep work, get the tricep work in, shoulders, chest, you mentioned chest hypertrophy is big on, that's all going to play a huge role. It's all going to play a huge role. So that's also um, like where some of that feed up stuff comes in. That's kind of the whole concept behind that is because if you're so proficient, you get such an arc, you're cutting, cutting the reins of motion all the time, you're not really building up your chest. You're not really building up your, your shoulders, triceps as much. You're getting more out of the leverage. So when you go to do the feet up work, maybe a closer grip, you're traveling so much further. You're not able to stay up on your traps as much. You don't have leg drive now. So it's a more of a lax position, and you can just feel how that affects the fatigue that you accumulate. And you feel it more in your chest. You get a chest pump, like how a bodybuilder would train. And I think there's something to be said, too, for training like a bodybuilder would for chest work, just trying to get a pump. And I'd say that that has to happen after your main work um, majority of the time because you still want to bench like a powerlifter. But there's a lot to be said for that. So I'm totally... um, down with that stuff alright guys we have any more cues coming in that's all I got from Instagram simple espresso for the working man alright this is an experiment guys I mean I'm I'm out here by the smoker here this little change of pace and being in the gym the whole time figure we'll do something a little bit different this bench talk live switch up our scenery um, I don't know if I'm going to continue doing this. Obviously, the iPad conked out of me, so I'm going to uh, probably have to stay in the gym next time. Uh, I don't know how the audio quality is going to be. Obviously, some loud things going by here. But, um, man, that smell over there, that was pork spare ribbies, I tell you what. Mm, that's going to taste good. Uh, I'm surprising the boys tonight that are coming by to train. Uh, I'm going to get in some, uh, some pressing work. I uh, got the boys doing some uh, some deadlift work tonight, so uh, I'm going to treat them to uh, taste testing in these couple different ribs here, see what they think. Hope all your training is going good. Enjoy those ribs, Coach Ben, Robert Pauling. I appreciate that, my friend. Yeah, they're going to be good. Um, and you know what? Believe it or not, you've been following me on Facebook or anything. You've been seeing all this barbecue stuff I'm posting up, but you know what? Hey, I've been able to drop some weight. I've been able to drop about... Um, uh, well, like about 10 pounds now, about 10 pounds, slowly uh, still dropping down. Um, mostly because, you know, I, I this stuff really packs a punch in calories. The fat, the obviously the protein, the meat, but a lot of the fat. Um, but, you know, when I'm eating this stuff, I don't I don't have much sides or nothing. I'm not going crazy there. I'm not eating up a bunch of coleslaw and beans and stuff like that. I'm watching the carb intake. So, you know, it just goes to show you, I mean, there's a lot of ways to diet down. I guess you could call it a carnivorous type of diet, but, you know, a lot of times, uh, unless it's bench day on Fridays, that's I'm going to load up that day, Chipotle, if not a couple Chipotle, you know what I'm saying? But um, for the most part, you know, the barbecue stuff, as long as you watch your carb intake, 
not the end of the world. You know, obviously with the fat content being high, you don't want to eat it all the time, but, you know, it's, uh, it's damn good, I'll tell you what. All right, guys, anything else coming in here? Any other questions, topics you want to talk about? I'm all yours. Bench Talk Live. Bench Talk Live. I appreciate everyone joining in. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me that you take a little bit of time out of your day to uh, to join me live here and shoot the shit. And um, hopefully y'all got your, your coffees out. A sip of espresso for the working man. This is my Florida cup. Starbucks was doing that thing. Every city you visit, they have different uh, cups. This is my Florida cup right here. Different Florida-themed things. I have a San Fran cup. When we went to San Fran, we did the Santa Cruz Bench Clinic. That was awesome. That was our biggest bench clinic turnout. That was uh, over 20 people. Um, it went fantastic. We all, big, big, nice gym there. Um, you know, God bless them. I hope they're doing okay in these times. I don't think they're open yet, so... Um, yeah, hope hope they're doing okay. They had a beautiful gym. We had plenty of stations to bench at. Um, I'm gonna start getting busier here upcoming. I got a um, meet I'm setting up at in uh, next month, July 18th. I have a meet I'm setting up at upstate New York. Um, hell, maybe I'll bring my stuff down. Dave says, "Hey, you want a bench? Um, maybe I'll throw my hat into the ring." But um, that's going on in July. I think. Um, I got one I might be competing at for sure, August 15th. Um, you know, some meets are going to start picking up. We got some bench clinics on the horizon. Uh, really excited for those once we can get that up and running. You know, gyms kind of got to get back on their feet. But then, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, get those rolling again, get some more bench clinics on schedule. I'd really love to, uh, you know, get out there and meet a lot of you in different areas. The hands-on work is incredibly beneficial. You know, our online coaching program, top-notch, I think we do. I, I spend a lot of time, you know, putting effort into the, the unique programming, coaching our lifters through the video reviews and whatnot. But, um, you know, nothing, nothing tops in person. I mean, you can get work with someone in person. Like, um, um, forget his uh, username there, but he was uh, saying he had a hard time with uh, lat tightness. You know, probably if I was working with someone in person, I could probably get them to feel what they need to feel. Uh, barring any type of mobility issues or something going on there um but in-person work nothing really beats that stefan what's up my friend there e, what kind of reps are you working with on the ohp and how often do you do it all right buddy um email me coachman at bigbenches.com okay i have a overhead press program i will send that out to you okay so just message me uh, shoot me an email just be like hey Stefan from the podcast or whatever and I'll talk about the OHP I'll, I'll send that out to you um, I've been redefining it a little bit so typically we're working in, in a um, 12 week cycle week one you know, the first phase the first four weeks is all about a uh, five rep max that's the testing day next phase three rep max next phase one rep max uh, and the first phase starts off five by five three by five in week two then i've actually been going to either a pin press usually a pin press on that first phase or a push press okay because the weight's been pretty moderate we're going to kind of overload that week three and then come into the rep max the five rep max phase three or i'm sorry phase two we're going to do a five by three 
three by three. You know, steadily progresses up in RPE, working a little heavier each week. That third week, push press, three by three, overload. Week four, that's gonna be our three rep max test day. Phase three is going to be a uh, five by one, three by one, going to be a 10 by three, very, very lightweight, less than 10, rec- 10 seconds between sets. Um, speed work, super lightweight, like 40% of your overhead max, and it says a deload. And then, boom, we're gonna go into the one rep max testing day. Okay, so that's kind of the quick rundown on it, but I will send that to you. All right, I will send that to you. Just shoot me an email. Anyone listening that wants that, just shoot me an email. All right, that's a free gift. Um, but you're getting the overhead press up. Tremendously beneficial, especially for a raw lifter. Happy to help out. And that should help boost you up. Hey, you know, we just, most of the time, we just need something to run with. You know, we know what to do, but we need someone to hold us accountable and, and something to work off of. And, that's one of the huge benefits I found having a coach myself. Um, Jamie Mata coaches me up um, Fairhaven, Vermont, and um, he, he was there to help me. The first time I got in a bench shirt, I was doing 315 over at his place, and uh, yeah, he does my program and everything. He'll take a look at my videos and stuff. And it's just such a um, weight taken off your back. I don't have to worry about it, you know, because I have enough on my plate um, helping out my my lifters. That um, you know, I, I to switch gears and think about what I need and to get that all sorted out. It's just, it's just a lot of extra work, and um, it's just, it's nice to not have to worry about it. You know, usually your worst, your wor- your own worst programmer. Sometimes you know, you get the writers blocking your head. There's so many things you could potentially do, but having that neutral third eye to just say, hey, this is what's going on. Let's hit this. You know, and uh, it, it's just a load off your back. So can't even begin to describe how beneficial that has been to me um and you know having that overhead press program certainly will help um if you want to apply to our coaching program the link is in the description of the youtube we're watching instagram conked out but it's in the bio there too uh and then of course the website will have the link as well to to reach out about coaching and uh i just did a podcast the other day about our intake form and all the questions i want to know uh, about our lifters, all the questions I asked to, to get a feel for where our lifters are coming from, coming into the program, and um, you know it's it's free to have that that back and forth, you know to uh, to see how I'm going to approach uh, getting you to where you want to be, and, and me knowing your goals and things like that. So I always encourage everyone, you know, the program maybe our coaching program is not for everyone, but it's worth just. Throwing in uh, your uh, throwing the intake form there, and and let's have a chat about how we can uh, how we can get you stronger. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. 